Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! So, most people don't know that you're you're now a property brother. Oh um, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to get this taped up to paint when I get up the, off the line with you. But of course, I, I, the paint set that I got is like cheapest paint set ever. So the paint sucks. So did and, the guy? So the the. Uh, Construction guy from the apartment complex. Is he the one that bought the uh, paint? No, no, no. I went and bought it. Okay. Uh, I went and bought it today. And then... Are you pulling tape off the walls right now? Huh? Are you pulling tape off the walls right now? Putting it on the walls. Oh. That's really good for a podcast. Oh, is it really loud? (laughs) You can hear the tape. I'll stop. I'll make this my last strip. Uh, I'm just so close to being done. So you're moving. Yeah, I'm moving. Next door. Six feet away. <laughs> yeah. But it's still like a house-ish type thing, so it's way better to get an apartment. I think. I don't like it yet. I'll let you know. Um, a, lot more, yeah. lot, a lot more room for activities? Um, it seems that way to start. Now that we're starting to get into it, it doesn't seem like there's as much room for activities as it's originally. I mean, now when you put your uh, <laughs> your office like back in the other room, you're going to have space. Yeah, I don't know. What, yes, I don't so know. I'll be able to do the podcast back here. I was thinking of trying to find ways to insulate sound in here, um, so that I can do this at a volume that I like. Staple so we'll some uh, first some Staple some egg crates all over the wall. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely don't do that. I'm not, but I know <laughs> what you're saying. So, uh, what's going on? What's new? Just this. Uh, we were just talking about work. So you're work moving. Back up. But... You're moving. I'm back. You're back at work. I'm back at work. Hopefully for uh, the rest of June and July. And I have no faith in that whatsoever. Because pe- number one, people are stupid. Uh, if you look around what's going around the world right or the country right now, things are bad. Like people are yeah. Like, there's there was a whole rates of people catching coronavirus. There was a whole thing today about people at the White House where you know the press were wrecking or just hitting. Kaylee McEnany really hard about the rally that's happening this weekend and like if they are worried about 
like coronavirus and stuff and she was basically like we're gonna provide masks but they're not obligated to wear them and i was like well what why even give them masks just tell them just tell them they have they have to wear it but i mean he's not gonna wear it so that's right so did you did you hear the the uh, howard today with the people from orange county uh, yes. Because I... that's the kind of stuff, when you hear it, that just really makes me weep inside. Like the people who just don't believe that this is, that like are screaming in, um, they're screaming at like city council meetings about having to wear masks and attacking the, you know, the, pe- yeah. the council people about them having to do it. And, um, they're just some of the most awful people ever. Yeah, and then you go to, which I appreciated. Um, did you see the, the, I guess, video? There were like 16 girls in Florida. That, yeah, I was going to prefer to that. Yeah, I was going to go to that. That were like, you know, let's break quarantine. And they were like, this was the first time they'd ever been out. So they went to the bar and they all got... Uh, coronavirus. Um, like six servers at that restaurant got it too. Yeah, and so like they were on like CNN saying it was like a big mistake, and they apologized, and like they were like sincere about it. They weren't just like they're like we just wanted to get together and you know all this stuff, and now we realize that we made a horrible mistake, and it's like it's the same right. thing. I don't know. Yeah, it was like their friend's birthday or something. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You got a great present. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have friends at home who are going out tonight. Uh, I talked to one of them. He's like, yeah, I'm going to a bar tonight. And I'm like, do you really really need to go? And he's like, dude, it's just in the parking lot. They're keeping tables six feet apart. You have a limit how long you can be there. There's only 12 tables. I'm like, that doesn't even sound like fun then. Yeah, I talked to some people that went to restaurants, and uh, they were telling me, like, all the shit, and they were like, basically, no one, it's so limited in people, it's like, not even, it's like, why even go? Like, wait for it to just open up completely. But I I get it. I don't know. No, I do too. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to begrudge people who want to go out, and they think that they're doing it responsibly. I my problem lies with people who are like attacking the people that want to wear masks and stuff yeah you know that's where my it's kind of hard to like wear a mask when you go to a bar or a restaurant yeah you can't you can't so I actually did go to a restaurant I mean I went to go get uh, takeout I think I said this on last week on last week's pod I wound up sitting down because it was outdoors it was in Malibu and just uh, remembering there's like nobody in there and, and you know, but I, I did feel bad because like everybody waiting on us or working on our table had to wear like these masks and we're like chomping away at our food. I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so as far as work, like I know somebody who was on a job. I guess yesterday they were driving to the job and it got canceled because somebody tested positive. And so the whole thing got shut down. 
pretty sure there's a lot of that coming our way. So that's what I say. There was a movie that got shut down by SAG. Uh, Scott yeah. Bayo and uh, I'm sure this is going to be a great movie. Scott Bayo and Christy Swanson movie. Oh, is that, oh <coughs> yes, okay. I saw something about that. I didn't know that they were in it. Okay, wow. So SAG shut them down for not following the guidelines. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, the bold and the beautiful. Um, but they started back up after they fixed problems. Okay. I didn't even know that was still on the air. Still on the air. Both of you. Um, all right. So do you have any notes other than the fact that we were talking about that we were going to, that we watched the McGuire Sosa documentary 30 for 30 on ESPN? Yeah, I'll start with that. So, Just um, terrible. Yes, it's not, it's just boring. You're, like you were saying, it's very boring. It's like, and Sammy Sosa looks like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, a lot of plastic surgery happened with that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least he smiled once or twice. <laughs> you know who Mark McGuire reminds you of? He reminds me of James Hetfield. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, he definitely does, for sure. Um, he looks like him. He's a lead singer Metallica. Uh, but yeah, it's just like... I don't know. I just I didn't like neither of us has finished it yet. An hour and a half in, I don't even know if there's gonna be any steroid talk or not. You know, and I remember that summer because that's the one summer I stayed back in North Carolina for summer school, and we would go out every night and watch that shit. Yeah, I remember where it was when when he broke the record. And the, I can't yeah. remember the name of the place, but I remember where it was. I like when they showed, in the opening, they showed the guy who had the 70 ball. Uh, Todd McFarlane? And had like 30 million, or $3 million. He paid for it. Yeah, well, he's a pretty interesting guy himself, Todd McFarlane. Um, he, he created Spawn, like yeah. the Spawn comics. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a bummer. You know, that's the thing with these 30 for 30s, they keep getting good subjects, but not as good and this is what happens, you know, if you're, you're not going to get Sosa and McGuire, you're going to make it um, riveting, you know? Apparently. They're going to want to keep it milk toast. Apparently. Uh, um, you, start, you start watching it and you're like, dude, I wish they'd just do something on uh, Ken Griffey Jr. instead of these two. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, just watching him, like, he's such a specimen. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I don't have any notes today. So oh, okay. Notes, I, yeah. I have a couple. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on um, the Bill and Ted trailer. Uh, I want to see more. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to watching it. I like the premise, but uh, I don't know. They didn't really show much in the trailer. Yeah, I, I thought it looked a little um, Struggleville. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it's just tough to see them playing those guys that much older in life, but you know, we'll see. That was one trailer, and the other was—did you see the trailer for Palm Springs? Yes, 
I'm excited about that. That looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be good. You know, it's funny how it's a... It's an old premise, right? Like, it's not anything new to see someone get trapped in a time continuum. It's like Groundhog's Day. But, you know, like, how many movies can you make about that? But for some reason, this seems like I've found a different way to do it. Yeah, that's the uh, movie that broke the record for uh, purchase sale at Sundance. That's the... Right. The, the, but, yeah, it looks good. Lonely Island. It's, good. it's uh, I'm, yeah, I'm excited, and it's on Hulu, so we don't have to pay for it. I know it's great. It's going to stay in twenty bucks, like we had to on one of our movies for this week. Um, all right, what else you got? Um, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, oh, we did not talk about the the newest celebrity video that came out. Um. Uh, the black and white video of all the actors saying that they need to do better. Uh, I didn't see it. you got to be kidding me. No, I haven't seen this. This almost seems like one of those things that we should just stop the podcast. You should go watch it and come back and just give us your, give us your, like, real thoughts in real time about. Is it just? That's my suggestion. You don't want to do it. We don't have to do that. It's a two-minute video. All right, I'll stop it. Okay. It's worth it. All right, we're back. Just watch this. All right. It's the I Take Responsibility video. It's got Sarah Paulson and Kristen Bell and Julianne Moore and Justin Theroux and Aaron Paul. What did you think of it? Uh, Sarah Paulson was uh, very passionate, and so was Aaron Paul. It's... um, I don't know. It's just like you didn't. No one needed to do this. No, it's embarrassing. And uh, that was kind of something we were going to talk about today—the Dave Chappelle thing, where what's his um, ta- what's his name? Lemon, Don Lemon. Don Lemon. He like called out uh, celebrities for not coming forward. Yeah. And they're like, they don't want to hear from us. <laughs> um, but there was a long time ago. I don't know, were you there when we did the, the uh, PSA on pirating movies with Eric? Yeah. So when I first moved to, one of the first uh, jobs I had in L.A. was uh, a job where we, I actually got into SAG for because we were doing this PSA on um, pirating movies and how it takes away from the actors and the crew members and everything in terms of like all their hard work and all this stuff. So we went to all these big celebrities. Like we did Ben Affleck, uh, James Cameron. Um, we went to, uh, Stan Winston's studio. Um, like all these like huge people. And we all got on camera. Like they took all at the end of the show, they took all the, different apartments and put them on camera and they said I forgot exactly like what they told us to say but we basically said you know we're the production assistants you know and uh, like we said a line or something and uh, so Entertainment Weekly got a hold of this thing you're right over there buddy what's going on over there 
Yeah. Nothing. Just sitting here. I don't know. I guess I was pulling out. You're shuffling papers. Okay, go ahead. Um, So, at the end of it, I guess Entertainment Weekly got a hold of it, like a copy of it before it was released, and basically just wrecked it and said, like, what is Ben Affleck and James Cameron doing about taking money out of my pocket because you're pirating movies? Like, it's just so, like, colorblind. Or not colorblind, but, like, you know, socially... I don't even know what the word is. But basically, they just started wrecking all these celebrities and these famous people that were in this video, and they, like, never released it. It just, like, got shelved. And yeah, uh, it's kind of like this. What reminds me of this I take responsibility thing. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, so, I remember that period because I was getting pirated movies in New York City and you yelled at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this thing is awful. This video, it, it's like so funny. Like, I haven't seen an interview with anybody who is in it since. I've been looking too because people just eviscerated them. I suggest looking at. Um, Triumph, the insult dog did a he did a parody of it. It was pretty good. He sure. just did like a voiceover dub and it was basically like um I think responsibility for not having you as a second or third character in a movie that I'm the star of and want you to be there as black people to be supporting actors for when I can be a star in a movie. You know, it's like just kinda of ripping it up. It was good. <laughs> um He's supposed to have something coming out, so... Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, I can't believe you didn't see it. I mean, I just think it's like... When I saw it, it's like one of those things. It's like chilling. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, and it's like people I like. Like, I like Justin Thoreau. I like uh, Eric Paul. But man, those guys, those two really went for it. Holy smokes. Yeah. So, Aaron Paul kind of got the worst of it because he really... Kill police. Was, they're, ki- they're murderers. Like, okay, chill. Yeah. They're getting murdered in their supermarkets. Um, uh, uh, all right, the last notes that I had was um, what, the, what your thoughts were on the NBA. Well, so the latest I heard, so you tell me. So the teams that weren't invited, they're going to do their own? No, I'm more talking about um, what you think about... Um, Dwight Howard not wanting to go? No, like there's a whole... like uh, It's an argument about if this is going to happen or not. Oh, I haven't heard this then. So, you know, I, you know about Kyrie Irving, right? Well, I mean, so yeah, I saw Dwight Kyrie Howard Irving and he came out and said that he wanted to make their own league or something. He wants to like, create their own, yeah, their own league that he did, right. We're not uh, league, but their own, like, playoff thing. But Kyrie Irving can't even... No, so that's not right, because Kyrie Irving can't even play. He's out for the season. Right, that's what so I'm saying. Not- He's saying that all the teams that weren't invited that had their, like, are not getting paid the full salary, um, but had still had to had a season to finish where they would have got paid their full salary. Um... Oh. Like, they should make their own, like, tournament, side tournament with all the teams that weren't invited to this thing. Okay, that's not, all right, I don't know where that, where you're getting all that from, I don't know what that's about. 
I'm more talking about whether or not to even have the NBA season that they're having because the Nets are going to make this season. So it doesn't even involve his team. What the Kyrie Irving's upset about is two things. One, if they start playing, and first of all, let's say one, uh, it, a lot of the safety concerns um, are like real concerns now. Like people are like, hold on a second. Disney's going to be open while we're there? That's kind of a problem. Um, you know, a lot of the precautions that they said that they were taking aren't necessarily as strict or as beneficial as they had originally thought. Number two, a lot of the players are concerned that if they start playing NBA games, it'll take away from the Black Lives Matters movement. Um, and they won't be getting their, you know, that the message will be lost and people will be more concerned about, like, box scores than they will about what's going on was a protesting and they don't want to lose that momentum. Right. That's um, and there's, a, there's a large group of players who feel that way. Yes. You know, then Austin Rivers came out because uh, I guess he's involved and he's, he said that this is a great way for us to get our voice out while we're playing because then we'll be in the focus. Um, and the thing is, I kind of think both... So when I first heard that, I was like, fuck Kyrie. He, he's, you know, he's a loony anyway and he's always a disruptor. He's always, But I think he's kind of got a point. And so... Um, I think both, it's one of those things where both sides are right. Um, that's just my take. Like, I understand it. Um, right. But I wanted to see what you, see what you had to say. Um, I... Listen. This fucking season's a wash. Um, I haven't heard the whole thing about Disney World being open. Um, they aren't playing. Yeah, they, you don't know, you know, tell me the rules for Disney World being open. Well, I think Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, I think Disneyland is like they're getting pushed back to not open. Um, but uh, I, they're not playing at Disney, right? They're playing at the some sports complex in Orlando. Um. So basically, Orlando, Orlando is all Disney. Like the whole city of Orlando is basically Disney. Right. Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just a bunch of questions raised that seemed pretty fair. Whatever they need to do to play, I'm in. All right. I, I know. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you. Can we just get one get this person shit. you were looking out for? One person only, and that is you and your basketball. You need your basketball Jones. Yeah. Exactly. Um, speaking of, and speak like, uh, are the Cowboys going to ruin the NFL start season? Because oh, uh, Because they all tested, po- a bunch of people tested positive. Yeah, like I said, they probably got it. He probably got Dak's uh, barbecue that he had. Yeah, they said a bunch of Texans and uh, Cowboys got it. So. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're going to move the the start date anyway to October, but uh, but uh, I hope not. I, I don't know. I, we haven't even so started. Hard. It's so hard to tell to because yeah, it's so because nobody's doing anything right. So like nothing's getting better, and you know, like we were saying before. I agree with that. Uh, yes. No one's following the rules. So, but but like you also kind of almost can't blame them because. Without with lack of leadership to tell you why, like no one said, "Hey, look, you're quarantining for this amount of time, and if you do, this is why, and this is what will happen." And basically, we all quarantine for a certain amount of time, 
to get to this point, and we all did a good job. And um, there, there's been no progress. Like, we're not seeing any results out of that. So people are like, fuck it, I'm going. Um, and there's no one to tell them not to. It's very frustrating. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anyway, I just wanted to get you. I, I just wanted to get you on the record to say you don't care to start the NBA season. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> come together, figure it out, start the season, and uh, let's have some entertainment. Let's go. Um, so, uh, soccer started today. Premier League. Are they doing that? The the groups thing. Uh, no, well, Premier League is just, they just had like 10 games to finish their end of their season. So they're just playing 10 games, like their, however many games they had left in front of um, empty stadiums. The group stage thing is uh, there is for Premier, uh, for Champions League. They're going to do that in like August, I think. And they've already gotten past the group stage. Now they're in like the, the, the tournament. So, uh, even though there's no uh, fans in the stands, do uh, they still pump the uh, that horn? What do you so. call it? Yeah, I think what, I think what's so. What's the name yeah. of that horn? That horn thing? What's it called? What? That horn thing that they a, vu- a vuvuzela? Yeah, the, <laughs> that thing's the worst. <laughs> they don't use those in the English Premier League. That's more of a, a South American. Uh, African kind of thing. It's like a buzzing. That wasn't a European thing. Like, oh, maybe maybe some European countries, but it wasn't an English thing. Um, but yeah, I watched the I watched Arsenal, Man City today, and I I honestly had the volume so low I didn't notice if they pumped crowd noise or not. So, um, yeah, but, but it, it, uh, I don't know. Soccer seems to be able to pull it off. So hopefully the NBA can. All right, so uh, we can get into our three subjects. What do you want to go to first? You want to do the Chappelle first? Sure, we can do Chappelle. So, what was your? So Chappelle uh, were you came out. Uh, were you uncomfortable the whole time? I was uncomfortable, but I also was like, the people that showed up for this entertainment really didn't get much entertainment. Like it was just like, uh, like uh, there wasn't a lot of jokes there. No, I, that's kind of who I felt uncomfortable for. You're absolutely right. Like, anytime he kind of moderately said something funny, they all tried so hard to laugh. They're like, all right, here it comes. We're going to get some jokes. Yeah, and it must have taken, like, the process to get in there. They kind of showed a little bit. Probably took, like, a long time. And then that parking and all that stuff. Like, everyone just gets seated or sit, sit down and, like, they're like, all right, well, I guess we're not in for a comedy show. Yeah, we get twenty a twenty eight minute lecture. Yeah. Uh, not to say that that's a bad thing. I thought it wasn't. No, I like pretty the, awesome. I thought the content was great. I just like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't something that we probably needed an audience for. I don't think they were ready right. for it. Um, but yeah, so let's go. You were talking about the Don Lemon part of it. Apparently, some of that got cut because he went in about how Don Lemon's gay and all this stuff. Is Don Lemon gay? I don't know. I've I've heard that before, but I don't know. All right. Um, um, yeah. So he just said, you know, like the people on the streets don't need him to like, you know, to fight the fights. 
What was interesting, I thought there was like one statement in the uh, that I really enjoyed. Well, not enjoyed, but it was a good note, was that I guess he was talking about his friend whose grandfather was owned by slaves. Just kind of showing yeah. like the timeline of how it wasn't that long ago. Um, he's like, his grandfather was owned. And you were just like, yeah, pretty much. It wasn't that yeah. long. It wasn't that long ago. I just read today that the first girl to cross the, um, you know, the barrier to come to school in the great schools is only sixty-five. She's not even eligible for her retirement yet. So till next year. So it's not that long ago. Um, I yeah. So it was it was good. I'm with you. I like. I really felt uncomfortable for people watching it. I was like, they're probably, you know, you're excited to be there. You're excited to get out. Like we were just saying, people just want to get out and do something. So, uh, and it was kind of a cool setting, right? To build that little stage in the middle of a yeah. place like that. Um, and he's just so good. His delivery is just so good that when he says shit, but like, again, he went in on, on Don Lemon and he went in on Candace Owens. And the worst is going on someone like her because she's just going to turn it around and make it about, you know, a part of her platform. She's just the worst. <laughs> uh, and Laura Ingram, I've, we've, we've talked about her quite often on this. She's another horrible person. Um, so they're kind of easier targets. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I liked it. <laughs> Again, it's like the NBA thing. I just wanted to be, I wanted to laugh more. <laughs> Yeah, I understand it. So I'm not, uh, you know. Um, I tell you, I did read three articles this week that were really interesting about this stuff. One was I read this article on where Michael on Wilmington, North Carolina, and specifically where Michael Jordan grew up. And did you know that in the late 1800s, Wilmington, North Carolina, was like a predominantly black town in the late 1800s. Uh, hmm. Wilmington, North Carolina was like 70-something percent black. They had a lot of black-owned businesses, and it was seen as a progressive town uh, for African-Americans. And then law enforcement and some you know, groups and vigilantes and people got together and did not like that and decided to come in and basically, like, murder a bunch of people and, like, tear like tear the whole town down and within I think five to ten years it went from seventy percent black to thirteen percent black. It's an interesting read. It was on ESPN from like I guess when the when you know when the Jordan documentary started. Because it was all about where he grew up in Wilmington and that history. Um so that was that was an interesting read. Second was this this little I put it on my Twitter this this guy was explaining how in all his pictures he's got like a black friend and he's like a, an apology to that guy and he was like hey man like I didn't realize that like we thought we were doing you a favor by letting you hang out with us but we didn't like we realized I realized we were making jokes at your expense and you know you'd have dinner at our house but we never had it at yours and it was really good it was like a really good way to look at you know, if you're trying to figure out, like, if you're sitting there going, like, I'm not racist, and you're like, but if you 
one, if you're looking for soul searching, I'm sure we've all had experiences of white people like this. And the third read that I thought was the most interesting was about that photo from the Olympics with um, John Carlos raising the fist. Yeah. And he came in first, and the other guy from the U.S. came in third. And there's a guy who came in second who's the white guy in the picture, and he's from Australia. And he found out that and he looks like really like malcontent he's kind of seen as like if you look at that picture you think he's probably the bad guy but what happened the real story is he found out what they were doing ahead of time and was like hey i want to um i want to support your cause do you have like another glove or something and they just had these patches that they put on their their uniforms and they're like we don't have another one of these but somebody else on the u.s olympic team did and I think he's like a shot putter and he gave it to him and let him wear it on his uniform. And he's like, and he did it to support the cause. So, you know, um, there's disciplinary action taken against the American athletes. They weren't allowed it anymore. And the guy that gave the, the uh, patch to him, he got in trouble. But the thing is, is that the guy who came in second was Australian. And at that time they had apartheid there, like they had South Africa. And he got banned from ever being in the Olympics again. And, like, was never, he, like, died, I think, in 2006 without ever receiving an apology. He set, like, a world record that still stands, or uh, an Australian record for that, for that event that still stands. And he was never recognized again. He had, like, he struggled through life. He was, like, a substitute teacher and shit. Like, uh, everybody hated him. Hmm. And he was seen as his villain for supporting their cause. And he stayed friends with those guys. And when he died in 2006, they were pallbearers at his funeral. Hmm. It's a really cool story. Yeah, where, did, like, you, where did you read that? Um, I mean, there's a couple things about it. Uh, I, it was from an article from like 2012 or 2016. All right, I'll, um, I'll, look I'll, it find, I'll find it. Yeah, I'd like, I'd, also, I'd like to read that. But yeah, I just thought it was a really cool story so anyway so that's the Chappelle thing (laughs) that's a good nugget um I mean the guy's name the guy's name was uh I just wanted to get it out there so you can find it um it's John Carlos Tommy Smith and I'll find I'll find his name Peter Norman so if you look up Peter Norman, I'm sure it'll come up because, you know, more people like who read that story or get applied become more fascinated with it. Uh, all right, so 30 Minutes of Chappelle was, you know, it was nice warm-up for, for me for King of Staten Island. But before we get to King of Staten Island, I think we'll spend more time with that. You want to talk about the Five Bloods? Oh, you want to talk about that first? Sure. Um... It just seems more on topic because it's uh, sure. a movie heavy on, on race, you know, relations in the past and around that time. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, so, what did you think of the Five Bloods? So, I didn't realize it was going to be like a gory war movie or an action movie like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know what I thought. I just kind of figured that the cast, you know, it's four older gentlemen um, and a younger guy I just kind of assumed it'd be like 
Space Cowboys or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like the old guys going back. Uh, but it was way more intense than I, I didn't, it thought. Um, I'll say this. I a couple guys from The Wire on it that I love. Uh, so I was like, yeah. those guys are in it. And Delroy, where's Delroy Lindo? Ben? I love Delroy Lindo. He was the uh, he was the best uh, part of the movie, obviously. Uh, well, maybe I don't know if I agree with that because it, it went way over the top for me. I've got a lot of problems with this movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. So ultimately, I it was fine. Just I I, um, I I don't know. I don't know if my taste in movies has just got depleted because there's none. I'm just excited when something comes out, but well, here's I my it was okay. here's my main question for you in the movie, and then I'll let you finish the uh, like your thoughts. Um, I did not see what the correlation was between all the events that led to. I mean, I know that they were a black uh, troop during Vietnam. That there, what they say in the movie is that. You know, America didn't really care. They just needed bodies. They put them all together. They were paid less, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't see... Because they kept flashing back to, you know, real figures, uh, black figures uh, in the past that have done a lot of things for, you know, basically leading up to where we're at today. Um, But I didn't see the correlation of the movie itself... With that, it just felt, just felt that it didn't. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It didn't have. It didn't correlate to what I was watching. Every time I flashed back to like these life events, the actual movie itself was just like not in line with like any of the politics. I mean, there was a couple scenes where like they showed the Vietnamese woman on the radio, and she was saying that. You know, we have a bigger, you know, population of black people in our army and that you should come here. We don't, we care about you guys. They don't care about you. There's a couple of things like that. Um, um, but I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was that poignant. Okay. Uh, I, guess. I, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't have that problem, I guess. Um. The acting was so bad in this movie. Like, there was, like... There's a scene at the end when he goes back to go see his daughter. Like, one of the guys goes back to see his daughter. That was so brutal. They should have just cut it. Like, he walks through the door. He walks into the door and just, like, opens his arms. And, like, waits for her to come to him. Like, he doesn't, like, move or anything. Um... But there was some really bad acting in this movie. Um, and I can't believe that Spike Lee let the acting go like this. Or maybe he just wasn't, he didn't really care. But it was just brutal at times. I was like, none of this is like making me feel anything. It's just distracting me that you're a terrible actor. Especially the Asian, the Asian wife was terrible. Um, and I understand you're trying to get 
local talent because you're probably funded by because they shot this in Thailand, so I'm guessing like they had Thailand money to shoot there and stuff like that. But they had to, you had to like use some of the local talent, blah blah blah. I get that, but it's just like I don't know. It was just I thought the acting was really bad, especially like that one guy, and I can't remember his name, but the kind of a heavier set guy. Um, I don't know. Just there's a. Is it the former mayor or police chief? Uh, is he mayor or police chief from The Wire? The guy who says she. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he was bad. Uh, the other guy from The Wire was bad. I don't know. It was just it was just really really bad acting. Um, it distracted me from the movie. I I I don't know. I thought it was an interesting choice that they uh, used the old guys in the flashbacks. I did too. At first, I wasn't sure what was going on. But I then, mean, they were just doing that to show that those are those guys are. Like, I, I don't know. I was curious about that. I didn't want to sound stupid because I was like, that's a choice that they're making that. Like, they're supposed to be the same. Like, it was weird. And they saved some money uh, there. <laughs> They saved some money on that. Um, uh, the whole how they found the gold, like they just like walked and the guy fell or something, or he was going to take right. a piss or shit, and like he just like sat on it or something. He like ran into the gold and he's like, "It's here." Um, <laughs> that was pretty bad. Um, Take one guy home. Oh. So, yeah. So, they find the bones and they want to take the body home. Uh, that's, like, the main... One of the main reasons they went back, along with getting the gold, is to get their friend home. So, then the guy dies. Or the guy... One of the guys, like, steps on a landmine. And it's blown in half. And then they just bury him there. They're like, we're going to take this... We're going to take this guy, but we're going to leave you here. That's true. That guy's not a very good actor either. Uh, the guy's like, they're like, you pay for everything. And he's like, I know, but I have no money. Oh, yeah, because he... Um, I don't know. And then... Uh, I thought the music was good. Like, the actual he's, score... He's, the, music is always good. The score and everything was really good. Um, but I, I hated it. I thought this movie was terrible. <laughs> Okay. What do you think? Good. Yeah, overall, I thought it was fine. I don't know. Like I said, I feel like I'm just getting dumber in the... Uh, I'm excusing so many more things that I probably would have had problems with. But I wasn't sitting there, like, enjoying it. I, just, I was kind of just laboring through it a little bit, I'd say. Uh, you know. Um, but I didn't, I didn't notice it. Like, to me, the performances weren't... It didn't bother me as much. But again, I was probably just excited to see some guys I liked from The Wire, so that's probably my own bias. I did like the fact that, because you know what happens probably all the time, is like that scene where they ran into the Vietnamese guy on the boat and like they were saying, you know, like, you killed my mother and all this stuff. And right. You know, like that sort of tension. It's one of the reasons I want to go there really bad. Uh, uh, to get yelled at by people? No, but I want to revisit 
and see kind of like how they feel about America and everything that went down and all this stuff. Like, I want to visit that side of it, you know? Um, I think it's going to be, it'll be an interesting adventure over there. As long as I'm not looking for gold in uh, the middle of the jungle and step on a landmine. How about when they, how about when they tied the guy? So the young, the young, the young kid. So they set up this thing. They're like, remember that time when we like, they, they had a name for it. Yeah. Uh, or like a place where I was at. Remember what we did then? Let's do that here. And then like, he jumped just the way it didn't flow very well. That <laughs> like, you didn't yeah. get to see him be pulled. Like they should have had it like, so that he got yanked, but you didn't, it was more like he jumped. I don't know. It was like, it was, it was like a weird sequence. Um, and then, oh, you know, it was like, show the whole thing. It probably wouldn't really work. The girl, the girl, the uh, Australian girl was really bad too. Um, actor wise. Um, I don't know. All right. I just, yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. But the guy, the guy, five bloods, and I'm just okay with it. Okay. And now the, it's like one of those things. It's like, are you, you know, people are a little afraid to criticize it given that it's like the first movie to have this kind of racial tension, uh, during, during this time. Well, that's the thing. Like, and my thought is, is that Spike Lee went in and just decided to like pepper this movie with like all these, like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all these things uh, leading up to today's racial injustices. Uh, but it didn't really go with what was going on in the movie. I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, well, he did, he did the same thing at the end of Black Klansman, remember? The end of Black Klansman is very powerful. Yeah. But it didn't really have much to do with the story of Black Klansman. Um, and then everybody jumped into the, you know, gets nominated for an Oscar, and it's like, I bet you this movie gets some, some looks at award season for a lot of that stuff. I don't know. I can't imagine this being nominated for anything. I just saw a best of list today, and this is on it. <laughs> wow. Okay, maybe I, I don't know. Oh, also on that list was The King of Staten Island, so. All right, so on to that movie. We can do that. Um, what are your thoughts on King of Staten Island? Yeah. Um, again, I feel like my bar has been lowered. I really like it. I thought, I really like it. I thought it was janky, though. It had, the, it had some holes. It had some problems. Um, but the, the, the meat of it, I felt like, was really good. Oh, took, wait, time out real quick. So in the new house, you know, I showed you this when you came by. There's a, there's a bird in our, we have this big, like, ivy bush in, in our front now that, that, like, insulates us from the outside world. And there's a bird who built a nest in there was having some, having some babies. And we can't mess around it because she's obviously very close. And um, we, re- we realized that 
she and the dad birds come and switch in uh, who, uh, who sits on the eggs, and I just watched it happen. So the dad took off, and the mom just landed. That's pretty cool, because the dad sits with his butt out, and the mom sits with her face out. Okay. Sorry. Oh, na- nature. <laughs> you know nature. Stay, stay at home does some weird shit. You make some weird shit interesting. Um, all right, so... Uh, so I, I liked it. I just I, I thought the first act was a mess. And I was kind of like, oh no, this is going to be. I don't even get this. And then it settled into me, and I thought this it got really good. And I actually really enjoyed the the, the second two thirds. I thought it was a little long. I thought we went to the well of uh, uh, you're not my dad kind of scenes like a few too many between him and Bill Burr. But I'll say this: I think Pete. Davidson is a fun guy to watch in movies. I think he's good. I know I realize he's playing like versions of himself and everything, but I still think he's got like he may not be the world's best actor. He's got a charisma that, that you, you don't take your eyes off him. He's good. Uh, Bill Burr is really good. Yeah, he was good. He's like really, you know. And so I don't know. I I, I like. I don't think I loved it, but I. I definitely liked it a lot. Where do you come out? I really liked it a lot also. I thought... Uh, okay. I do think it was long, but that's normal Judd Apatow. Apatow, right. Um, I thought all the actors were good. <laughs> um, I liked uh, the girl played his girlfriend. Uh, yes. I enjoyed the scene where... There was just like little moments in that movie that only like comes from Judd Apatow you know like there's like this moment where he's telling his girlfriend that he went to the graduation party and then she's like what you didn't invite me and there's like the whole conversation about how he didn't realize that that was a life event something that he should bring her to and she's like you just see like their levels of uh, of where they're at relationship wise um, I just I don't know there's just Judd Apatow has like that way of doing that it's really funny there are a lot of really funny like uh, um, improv stuff um, I like with the whole when he's giving the tattoo to the little kid and though his friend his, that, that seems just great his friend says uh, fucking millennials <laughs> And Pete Davidson's like, we're the millennials. <laughs> yeah. And I, li- I like I like that they um, when they're doing the robbery, which they didn't even need that scene. But when they no, they didn't. They really didn't need it. Like when they're doing the robbery, like he kept calling everyone, and everyone had a different ringtone. The one guy had like an office <laughs> ringtone. Like, it was supposed to be funny, and then somebody got shot. And you're like, what? Right. Um, that, I know, I, yeah, I didn't think they needed that whole segment. But uh, I thought uh, all the acting was really good, and there was some heartfelt moments. And, yeah, Pete Davidson, you're right. He's very fun to watch on screen. Uh, I just read today that he's doing a movie with... Uh, it's him and uh, Colin Jost. Oh, 
um, about a wedding. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what the premise is, but it's going to be like a Center Alive type movie. Lauren Michaels is producing it. Um, so, yeah, back to this. I thought, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the whole bit where his sister was really nervous to, like, leave him there by him, you know, without her being there. Like, she was afraid for him, and I felt that kind of, like, relationship that they had between each other. Um, and Marissa Tomei. Gotta love Marissa Tomei. Gotta love Marissa Tomei. Although I, I read somewhere she said she's sick of playing the, the mom. I get it. She's just really good at it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, anyway. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because you're right, it did, did have those Apatow moments. And I was curious, you know, part of the problem is you start realizing you're old when you watch a movie like this because it's not for you. Um, it's easing you into this world because it's a, you know, 50 year old storyteller, you know, making this movie. So it's, it's also his version of it. So, but you're like, I am, I'm older than these people that I'm watching this movie about. And therefore, I don't know how much I have in common with them, you know? Yeah. And it's like one of those things where, you know, being, growing up watching movies, they were always about people your age and people who are older, you know? This was, it's like, um, just, you know, you're seeing a different generation. You're like, wow, that's just not me or my friends. Um, which I, I don't know. It's not. It's not a bad thing. It's just this. It's a interesting point you come to with yourself. You know. Yeah. Um. But um, yeah, that's. Um, I th- I, I'm glad. I, I was surprised. I, I kind of thought you were not gonna like it. I thought you know what scene that I liked a lot was when uh, that guy rolled up to the fire station and he was like shot yeah and, and he's like Action no. Bronson who was it Action Bronson the rapper oh I didn't realize that but uh it's a great scene yeah so I I, 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 I I listened to a uh, podcast with the uh, screenwriter uh the guy that I guess Pete Davidson's writing partner and he said that was like the only scene that didn't really change from the from the original scripts. Like, that's the one scene they kept in that stayed. Hmm. Um, it didn't get changed. But, um, yeah, it's a really good scene. Uh, yeah. Uh, what does it rank on? See, I don't know about you, but I haven't really loved Apatow's last couple movies. Um, it's been a while. The last movie was Trainwreck. I like Trainwreck. Yeah. I think I like this better. Um, um, no, I think I like Trainwreck better. Okay. Judd Apatow. Let me just pull this up. I mean, I I think 40-Year-Old Virgin is the best. That's my favorite of his. Um, yeah, it's probably the best. My favorite is still Knocked Up, but... Knocked Up is great. Um, no, this is hard to look at. But but this is also, you know, that's the difference. So, like, those movies 
are great watches and they're great. They're like fun and they have good lines. This is probably on the if you if you delve into it, it's probably a better movie, even though you, you may like those better. Oh, Forty yeah. Old Virgins are a good movie. Yeah, Forty Old Virgins are the best. Um, this will be somewhere in the middle. I'm not going to go through every single one, but uh, I was trying to think of other movies that he did recently. Like this is Forty, I didn't like. Yeah, this is Forty was bad. Um. He's just involved in so many things. It's hard to like. I know. So it's hard to be like the director versus separate the director from the producer. You know, it's funny. I went to see This Is Forty with my dad. My dad loved it, and my dad doesn't like anything. My dad doesn't think Seinfeld's funny, and I'm like, "You like this?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't know if explain. I, I, I was hoping it would give me some answers, but. Then, all right, so he did Trainwreck. This is 40. Funny People. So Funny People, you know, we love Funny People. Funny People had a lot of problems. A lot of people didn't love that movie. Yeah, the whole uh, last third of that movie was, was questionable. Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin. And then he did a bunch of, like, TV shows and stuff. But Yeah. Um, those are his main movies. Um... Knocked Up is great. Yeah. And if you ever get to see the DVD for Knocked Up, the the extras, when they started putting the actors in the place of Seth Rogen, is probably one of the funniest things ever. Do you remember this? What did they do? On the DVD extras. On the DVD extras, they did all these seats. They did this little, like, half-hour show um, where they... They were interviewing Joe Apatow, and he's like, well, Seth wasn't our first choice. We tried out a bunch of different actors. And they have, like, Michael Sarah playing the part. They've got Danny McBride playing the part. And they're doing all Seth Rogen's line. But as the characters that they play. Uh, so, I, think, I think I remember that, but I have to go back to, like, remember. Like, David Crumholz. They have all these people doing it, and it's like... The best is... Um, the best of them all is they have... Uh, what's his name? Alan, uh, the guy who's, who's Sandler's p- producing partner, or in all the Sandler movies, Ten Second Tom. Yeah. Uh, he he plays the part, and he just plays it as him, and it's like fucking hysterical. He's in bed, laying in bed, and he's just like, "What? What is this? Why would he? Who's saying this? What? Why would I ever say? This? You know? It's like um, anyway. Definitely with him and, and Dan. This was the first time I liked Danny McBride. I was like, oh. This guy is a force. Um, so if you never find it on, on online, I suggest it. All right, I'll take a look. Knocked up's getting a lot of looks on this podcast. Didn't realize that was going to happen. Knocked up. What's the best thing that Avatar ever did? Producing, writing, or directing any of it? What, like, uh, where do you put... What's your number one? Jesus. Um, Freaks and Geeks? Yeah, I'd go Freaks and Geeks, too. Uh... I'm sure it's probably Larry Sanders. You know, I mean, since he was like a big he directed and wrote a lot of Larry Sanders, but I, to me personally, I feel freaks and geeks too. Unfortunately, that did not get its due. But I think that's okay. Everybody on it got their due, and uh, those of us who know have this thing we can all 
Yeah. I've enjoyed together before networks got in and ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just read that it's. I just read it's not. You can't. You can't watch it anywhere. It's not like streaming anywhere or anything. Hmm. Freaks and geeks. I thought it was on Netflix. I guess they must have taken it off. Bastards. All right, um, we'll let you yeah. get back to uh, painting. Oh, it's getting too dark now to finish. I'm sure. So, probably have to do the actual painting tomorrow. But we're taped up. You don't have power. I got power, but like, yeah. I mean, you like to do things during the day. We'll see. I mean, it's you know it's dinner time. I'm fucking tired. It's just not easy. Yeah. All right. Well, good uh, luck. Good luck with the uh, new place. Thanks, bud. I'll be. We we're gonna we we're gonna invite you over for dinner tonight, so that this way um, we throw some jobs at you. But I I I said no. Okay. Like you were going to show up the way you show up and make you walk the dogs with me? You like show up and hand you a paintbrush. <laughs> All right. So, but we'll have to do that next week. We'll have you over to the new place next week for dinner or something. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. All right. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully you got like something out of it in case you were thinking of trying to find something to watch. You found something. I think that Stats King of Staten Island had a pretty good review from us, so I guess I would suggest you go and see that. If any. One, right? one of them costs uh, $20, the other one's free. Yeah. Here's what I would say. Somebody asked me my review of, of, of King of Staten Island. I said, definitely worth the $20 if you're watching it with someone else. $20 for yourself is questionable. Yeah. $20 with someone else is worth it. Well, I feel like we would have seen this in the theater. Oh, 100%. So we would have spent whatever the fucking 17 yeah, bucks anyway. Of course, the 1750 or whatever. Yeah. Goes, yeah, I, I get you. But that's going to a theater because it's home. Yeah. Just uh, saying. I'm not mad I spent the 20. I did watch it with someone else. It was worth it. But she's not giving you a 10 bucks. It's okay. I'm just well, saying, like, you, you're, you're watching it with My someone. I know, but you said you're watching it with... <laughs> With another person, as saying like ten dollars each is worth it, but then you're actually paying for the person that you're watching it with. Yeah. Okay. Well, by that same measure, if I go to the movies, I'm also paying for both tickets, so I'm spending thirty five bucks. It's hard. It's hard. It's a hard sell to make that worth it. About just about any movie. Hmm. Well, right. no. Soon. Right. Ten it. Yep. They moved. They moved it to the end of July. I know. It's but, okay. But uh, they were going to move it all together, and uh, Chris Nolan told them that he like he didn't want it. Like he was saying, like putting his foot down and saying like that's fucked up. And they're like, all right, we'll just keep it. Hey, Chris Nolan, we'll follow, we'll follow your lead. Yeah, we're in. Uh, yeah. Bye, right, buddy. All Have right. a good night. Thanks for the people. Be safe. Be all good. Right. Later. Be nice. Later.